Sai, Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. This is episode 34. Speaking of attitude, uh, the Weatherspoon Institute did a article, a blog post uh, on NoFap. And there was, they repeated this post by a NoFapper to talk about some of the attitude. If you could gauge the attitude of the folks on NoFap, what would it sound like? And I thought this was beautiful. Dear Porn Industry, this is a post by a NoFapper on the NoFap website. I am done with you. I hate you. I gave away my effing freedom to you. I gave you the key to define my sexual desires and expectations. I gave you permission to walk uninterrupted in my beliefs about relationships. I let you paint a picture of femininity and I ran by it. I gave you more authority over me than I gave my parents and my teachers or my lovers. People who actually loved me. This is ASI. 247.org That band is called In This Moment. It reminds me of C.S. Lewis, who said that as human beings, we are amphibious creatures. We inhibit both time and space and this eternal spiritual reality, right? That we're one part eternal, immortal in spirit, and then the other part we're animal, we're perishable, we're woundable, we have our limits, our appetites, our things we seek out to bring us more life, to, to feed this creature, right? That our bodies are kind of like animals. And, and in the Chronicles of Narnia, in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, at the end of the, the book or the end of the movie, the scene where all these animals are running into war, and he, and he likened that we're our flesh, right? Our bodies are kind of like these, these animals who are, you know, they're pawing and they're like a, like a horse that's just at the gate and it's ready to just run out into what it's perceived heaven is. Right, running towards what's going to save me, running to battle that which will bring more life and more freedom. It's an interesting piece of philosophy, interesting piece of theology to think about, right? 
kicking off the show today. My name's Russ, by the way, Russ at ASI247.org. If you want to send me an email, if you want to tweet about it, it's Russ Shaw, all right? At Russ Shaw, all one word. That's my uh, that's my Twitter handle. That's three S's. Yes. Like a snake. <laughs> uh, what? As wise as a serpent... Gentle as a dove, something to that effect. I'm working on the dove part. Um, anyway, so today uh, I got a couple of topics I'm going to cover. Um, counting your days, right? Is that good, bad? What what should we think about that? How how, how do I uh, address the future when it comes to counting how many days I've I've been sexually sober, to use that word. Uh, another one is where do I start? These are some things I see on NoFap a lot. Um, NoFap has a really good way of of helping you keep score. <laughs> All right, and th- there's some good support there. There's a lot of different opinions, a lot of different worldviews. Uh, it kind of reminds me of of twelve step in the Seattle area, right? <laughs> it's my higher power. It's my higher power, man. Don't, don't judge me for my higher power, dude. Um, it's 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 a strange culture I live in here in in the in the Seattle area. It just is, uh, and I like it, man. It's just different. We're a different part of the United States, different part of the world. So anyway, but it reminded me of that kind of uh, very you know diverse worldviews, uh, as you might see on on NoFap. But anyway, I do like NoFap system of doing badges and stuff like that. I'm not a big AA guy. Um, I, I did, you know, the, the coins and stuff like that. I, it had me kind of like freaked out a little bit. Uh, but I do want to address that, and I do want to talk about really being honest about where do you start. I, I've, I've talked about this a lot in this show. The big place you start is getting rid of all of your pornography, all of it. If you have any adult devices, you know, this one guy was talking on NoFap about having a masturbatory tool that he bought and put some money into, and, you know, I'm not going to go into the details of it because it (laughs) triggers some tempting thoughts, but, uh, hold on, I'm driving and there's just a lot of, a lot of craziness going on right now. Sorry, dude. I know. I know. Anyway, what where was I? Uh, oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the masturbatory tools. Throw that stuff out. Get rid of it. All of it. It's, it's making a decision. First, make the decision that you're done, right? That's an attitude thing. I'm freaking done with this thing owning me. So I'm going to get rid of all my pornography and all of my adult material. And I realize that that can be a really tough decision, all right? It's like your heart makes this decision... And then your mind goes to work, your, your fleshy uh, defense attorney, right? The, the animal inside you, the vampire inside you, the freaking werewolf, the insert metaphor here inside you tries to, you know, rationalize some of your pornography, right? Or your, like, I heard a guy talking about he had a, a pocket 
device. I think you know what I'm talking about, right? And he'd order it on the website of this porn star, and she, like, signed it, you know? She signed it and sent it to him, and he used it, right? And he kind of thought of her while he was using it, that kind of thing. Like he had some kind of a relationship with her, which is just sad and and pathetic, right? Gross. It's... it's I'm sorry, I don't want to sound judgmental. I'm just calling it what it is. That's what it is. Uh, so, yeah, man, it, it costs some money, and he had this kind of weird emotional attachment to it. And I'm like, dude, dump it. Throw it out. Get rid of it. Throw it. De destroy it. Um, uh, I'm a Christian. I go to a church in Seattle, uh, Mars Hill Church. Our pastor talked about this uh this guy who had this extensive porn collection of classic pornography, right? He had some, like, Hitler porn, right? I mean, seriously, like from the Nazi days. See, this guy had become a Christian, and, and he wanted to, you know, walk in sexual purity and have more of a, a deeper relationship with his wife. And so he's, you know, I need to get rid of this porn. You know, should I sell it on eBay or should I, right? Like Craigslist, where's a good market for my classic pornography? Uh, stuff like that. It was actually worth a lot of money as far as collectors are concerned and stuff. And just with his new, you know, his new heart condition and his new worldview, Pastor Mark's like, dude, you need to get a burning barrel and and throw it and burn it. Destroy it. Get rid of it. Get it. Wipe it off the face of this planet. All right. And listen, even if you're not a Christian Nazi porn, right? Seriously, <laughs> just just get rid of that. The world would be a better place if you burn your Nazi porn. I don't know about you. That's not an extreme religious worldview to me. It's just common decency. That and just porn in general is just bad. And the more research and the more... You know, behavioral scientists are coming out writing books and papers about it. The more we're seeing it, it's just, it's like heroin, right? It's like, it, it's more addictive than heroin and cocaine at the same time. It just hijacks your relationships, hijacks your ability to, to be in a relationship, right? It's just, it's like, it's like saying that you can recreationally do heroin. Right? It's just a little heroin's fine. <laughs> no. No, it's not. No. Just get rid of it, right? Burn it. Smash it. Send it through a wood chipper. Now, some of you may disagree with that. But I'm telling you that for you, behind your eyes, are you serious about having this thing, you know, own you or not? All right? If you really want to get rid of it, man, I'm telling you, get rid of all your porn. Get rid of all of it. That may sound like AA, like you can never have a drink again. I don't think al alcohol or food or this, this isn't the same kind of addiction, all right? Sex addiction is, is insidious and it'll, it'll get little roots and tap roots down in your heart and in your being and, and it'll jack with your legacy, man. Get rid of it, all right? Agreed? Come on, let me hear you. Are you agreed? You burn that stuff, get rid of it, right? Right. All right. Moving on. NoFap, in case you didn't know, is a huge online uh, subreddit on on the website Reddit. It's a community of folks who are 
taking on pornography, trying to kick pornography. And this is a more of a secular uh, way of looking at it. Although there's a lot of folks who, who are believers, right, who do have a sense of theology uh, on the website. Uh, the Weatherspoon Institute says the hard numbers are impossible to come by, but judging by the typical content of responses and religious posts, I would estimate that well over half of the fapstronauts, they call themselves, are atheists, or at least nons. Nons, I believe they're speaking of uh, folks who are unchurched, folks with kind of a, uh, a vague spirituality, so to speak. Um, NoFap's founder, Alexander Rhodes, openly identifies himself as an atheist. So his motives for the challenge and for establishing the subreddit obviously involved no acknowledgement of supernatural components. So with my worldview, I considered myself a Christian, but I'm, I'm more of a non-religious Christian, philosophically and spiritually, right? Like, real Christianity, I'm more of a, a reformed in theology, kind of a Lutheran, sort of a Martin Luther kind of Lutheran, right? Um, Augustine or Augustine, depending on how you think about it. Those kind of cats uh, are, are a big part of my influence as far as how my worldview is when it comes to Christianity. I don't think it's something we make up as we go along, like a lot of Catholics believe. There's a lot of Catholics that listen, and, and I'm glad you're here. I just don't, I don't, don't support Catholic anything. All right. I just, I just don't. I'm glad you listen. I'm, I love Catholics who love Jesus. I just don't get it, man. I don't get the whole Catholic thing. So, and I have some real, like when I talk to atheist folks who have their kind of, you know, angry issues with religion, I tend to agree with them on a lot of that stuff. All right. And really, if you look at the Bible theologically and philosophically, it's the, it's not the Jews that killed Jesus, all right? Jesus is a Jew. It's the religious people that killed Jesus. And here's the story, all right? God comes down to his own creation, enters time and space as a man, and the religious people kill him. But to prove he was the authority... Why did they kill him, by the way? Why did they kill him? Here's something that you Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons need to realize. Because he said he was God. Right? Over and over again. It says that in the Bible, that he said he was God. You're a mere man who keeps saying you're God. That's what the Pharisees said, the religious people, and that's why they killed him. He hung out with sinners. He hung out with um, the undesirables, right? As far as the religious people were concerned, he didn't like that either. He, he looked at them and called them sons of the devil, right? Like... That's what Jesus did. You slam the door of the good news about God in people's face, Jesus said. I'm, I'm, yeah, I know, I'm paraphrasing. But he did say that, right? You, you go and make converts and then make them just as big of a son of a, the devil as you are. That's what Jesus said about religious people, all right? It's true. Read it for yourself. It's in the Bible. Matthew 23 is a good place to... He, he looks at one religious guy and he says, Your mom shagged the devil and made you. Right? That's offensive to religious people. And that's why they killed him. Because he wasn't good enough. And they would do it today. Again. You, you bet they would. 
all right? So that's, my, that's where I'm coming from. Um, I'm that kind of Christian dude, all right? Uh, John Glisson is a guy who does a, another website. If you're a Christian, maybe you want some folks who are like-minded, um, you could check out his, his blog. And it's a message board. It's kind of a community like NoFap. Uh, for Christian types, people who believe in uh, in Jesus, who consider themselves Christians, it's uh, thepurityreport.com.org. Put that in your Google machine, and it's uh, it's right there. And John's a, a recovery guy. He actually moderates the the site as well. So um, it's it's another great place to have community to talk about this stuff. And you need to talk about it, man. You do. Good place to start. And it's like that blog post at the beginning of the podcast today that I shared. See, we have all these preconceived notions and all these thoughts and all these, uh, you know, norms, right? The, the norm formation that got us to this point or the ritual formation, to use a theological word, that got us to this point um, it needs to be unpacked, Right? If you don't unpack it, you're just, you stay in that place. And, and here's something that I've noticed is something about myself that I had to overcome. And it's something about other folks who are, are addicts, right? Whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, um, that we, you know, whether you're, whatever your spiritual nature or emotional nature, whatever you want to call it, a lot of what we do is we're really good at scrutinizing other people's deal, Right. Like, I'm really good at scrutinizing your Christian guy, your deal, your religion, or atheist guy, your faith in science, you call it, right? Like, I'm good at doing that kind of thing. Like, Big Bang, prove it. I'm listening, right? Well, the gases, okay, where'd the gases come from, dude? Like, I can I can go there. Buddhism, all right, uh, so I'm just a raindrop that's going to fall into a, a big pool and then get absorbed up into, right, my, my body's going to go and then be turned into a tree. Like, that doesn't, I don't want that. I don't want to be a tree. I mean, I, I can get, and it's kind of funny. Like, most comedians are that kind of judgmental sort of thing. And then we, it's, it's just like we go to listen to these kind of philosophers right comedians stand-up comedians are kind of like modern day philosophers and they stand up there and they they talk about their stuff and and we laugh and we pay money right because that's it's it's unpacking a guy unpacking his version of truth does that make sense but then when we go into relationship there's a difference between truth and what we think is truth right like love is a a thing that um, we need to keep alive in our own hearts because there's a, there's a certain nature to us that doesn't want it. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, love is not an emotion, all right? Uh, this is just, again, this is some philosophy for you, but love is just not this emotion. How do you think about relationship? How do you think about being in relationship with a... Um, a lover, right? I wanted to unpack some of that today. And again, um, some of the roots, I've talked about this a lot in the show, but I, I, I continue to get emails and, and have conversations about this, that some of, uh, a lot of <laughs> the underlying, you know, behavior, uh, some of the queen ants, so to speak, right? Giving birth to all the little 
behaviors we see on the surface. A big part of that is anger. Um, sex addicts are usually angry people on the inside. I haven't met one yet that isn't. When they get honest and open, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of fear, and it's one of the things that keeps us alone. Right? It's a, it's a pattern of just aloneness, and, and if we can kind of build our little shell, so all addicts have the kind of shell, right, that keeps them alone and keeps them to themselves. In relationship, um, there's, you know, we, we get in relationship with someone and, and there's these things that we find cute, maybe, right, in the beginning of a relationship that just become annoying later on, right? Familiarity breeds contempt, as they say. We get in a relationship with someone and we don't, you know, we have a hard time sticking with them. The things that we overlooked in the beginning because of that kind of chemical affection type of love that draws us to them, after a while we start to, you know, get annoyed by things. And it's funny how this starts to build in us. And I think that's part of our, our fallen, fleshy, animal kind of nature. Because there's there's an underlying love that we do need and we do realize is there that we'd like to keep alive, but the annoying stuff and the angry stuff just kind of starts to to snuff that down, right? To kind of squelch it down, to let it smolder instead of burn with a with a good kind of passion or affection. Um, love isn't affection, by the way. Love is a a deeper spiritual thing, all right? God says, I mean, the book of John says that God is love. The essence of love itself is is part of who God is. Um, so love isn't an emotion. When people say that, usually what they're referring to is, uh, you know, atheist biology or, you know, evolutionary biology that just says it's, it's affection, and I believe in affection, that's true, that's an emotion, but love is deeper than just mere affection. Love is kind of the glue that will pull you and who you love through this life when you, you hit those rocky parts, when you feel like you don't love them, you don't have the affection for them. That's why people get divorced. I don't love you anymore. That means that you don't have affection for that person anymore, but love, right? Love is something that just doesn't quit. If you don't, if, if you choose to feed love, it won't quit. It won't go away. It's 1 Corinthians 13. Love never quits. Love isn't rude. It isn't self-seeking. It doesn't keep a list of wrongs. So love is deeper than mere affection. But I think that's the temptation, especially as as folks who struggle with addiction, especially sexual addiction, the temptation is to let anger fester and to become kind of passive-aggressive where we don't communicate because of fear, right? We don't try and pursue... There's a temptation to not pursue friendship that I, I want you... i trying to communicate here. The Song of Songs in the Bible, there's, I believe it's 516, where... The woman is speaking to the man in this passage and talking about this is this is my lover and my friend, 
right? Song of Psalm, Psalm or Song of Songs is not. It's kind of like the Psalms, where these are these are music. This is poetry translated into English, so it doesn't sound like poetry. It's, it's more that you read it like literature. But anyways, the Song of Songs is very sexually explicit, very um, about affection and love and what all that looks like in a biblical context which is pretty cool it's it's the book that most religious people avoid because of its sexual content sadly but it's a good book of the bible i encourage you to read it um but you hear what i'm saying right there's a there's a temptation in us and there's anything i want you to realize is that temptation when it raises its ugly head that we don't look to our spouse as someone we want to walk towards in relationship, that we want to be open to, right? That we want to be vulnerable to, that we want to be friends with, that we would make a, a conscious effort to have a date night or whatever, find something that you both enjoy and go do that. You know, even if it's watching a movie and then talking about it afterwards over dinner or coffee or my wife and I will we'll go to a movie and there's this little pub uh, where they have like happy hour. <laughs> it's like after, after eight o'clock, like happy hour. The beers are half price and you can get like rib tips. We get rib tips and it's just kind of an appetizer ribs and, and we share that. We talk about the film and, and, and it's it's something that is good for us right it's something that i do as as with my wife as a friend because i love her and i want her i want her friendship right lovers and friends if there's any kind of kindling that can start up and ignite reignite that kind of affection right affectionate love that the affection that we're looking for it's not just about sex. Sex is a beautiful uh, side effect, right? It's what happens when we have good relationship. Even moving through and walking through a conflict. That's another thing. A lot of us sex addicts, we're afraid of conflict. We're afraid of getting in an argument with our spouse. That's how we usually view it, is, is an argument rather than... Um, there's something on the inside here that's bothering me, and I'm just going to bring it to the surface... And we're going to talk about it, you know. The argument, thinking that's going to be an argument is fear. Maybe it is. But uh, I guess that's the biggest thing I want you to realize is uh, the temptation is overcoming the temptation to get bitter inside. To approach your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, as a as as another right as a friend building that friend relationship being open to being in relationship with them right well there's some temptation to stay bitter you need to kill that man kill it so i hope that helps again asi247.org is the website uh keep me in your prayers if you're one who prays i'm praying for you guys more than anything, man, there's spiritual warfare going on, and I feel that sometimes, all right? You can think I'm nuts if you want to, but um, I know what I know. So there's that. Uh, donations. 
Uh, this thing is not sponsored. I've had people want to sponsor this podcast before. I'm just not going to sell out to some therapist or something like that, right? Some website, you know, uh, try Paxil. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So the, the fact that this thing stays online is because of generous donations from people who give, people who are impacted by the message. So if you feel led to do that, um, you can do that on the website, ASI247.org. If you're weird about doing, uh, you know, electronic transactions over the internet, send me an email. I'll send you an address. If you'd like to mail a check or whatever, that's cool too. Um, and if you think I'm all about money, don't send me money. All right. I do believe in the discipline of generosity because that will free up your heart. All right. That's truth, man. Don't give to me. There's a plenty of websites out there. If you think I'm some Christian guy after your money, um, give to, I don't know, drilling a well in Africa, something like that. But I'm telling you, there's something to uh, a sacrificial giving, all right? Something to think about. Uh, I love you guys. I mean that sincerely. We are like-minded in, in a fight that is um, ongoing and very, very real. Until uh, next time, here's some more in this moment. Bye.